in perfection, Nevada. Go, go! There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Can't run a business where your customers get eaten. Tremors 3, back to perfection. This time, they've mutated into the perfect killing machine. Great. Graboid? What? Are you kidding? For real? Now, only one team can stop these beasts. Michael Gross returns as Bert Gummer, obsessed survivalist. And people call me paranoid. Jack Sawyer, trusted sidekick. You do know which end the bullets come out of. I've seen movies. Jody Chang, second generation grocer. So this is really serious. I keep trying to tell you. These three warriors <laughs> face the ultimate challenge. Tremors 3, back to perfection. That's why we're at the top of the food chain. You liking the juice? You liking the juice? Uh, was this juice everything you hoped for, George? Um, no. <laughs> I I was uh, a bit let down by Tremors 3 back to perfection. <laughs> Not gonna lie, thought this was gonna be a whole lot more fun. I feel like I tried to warn you many, many times. And I mean, to be fair, my alternative was bogus and we all remember how that turned out. I, but... I will say I had a better time with Tremors 3 back to perfection than I did bogus. Yeah, and I think I appreciate Tremors 3 for different sort of nerdier reasons that you weren't going to key into. And yeah, I was I was curious if if you got anything at all out of this movie. Um, I won't say I got anything. It's not going to stay with me. I don't think I need to dive deeper into the Tremors verse. But I didn't have a terrible time with it. I kind of got the same vibes from this that I did K911, where I'm like, you know, for a direct-to-video sequel in a movie series i don't care about it's not bad can i just say the amount of times you have brought up k911 positively since we've watched that which was only like a few episodes ago but it's it's essentially like your go-to reference for like yeah that was one of the good ones wasn't it I feel like, yeah, I feel like I will be referencing uh, or comparing every movie we watch from now on to K911. Was this better than K911? Then it's a good movie. Was this worse? Then it's a bad movie. I just, and I mean, yeah, it was mediocre in that kind of middle of the road sense. But even then, yeah, fuck it. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hash, rehash that. How shitty that fucking movie was. We're here to talk about Tremors 3. Thank you for, for coming to Saturday Night Jive. We watched Saturday Night Live and what? What, 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 what do we open this podcast? Oh, I usually do the sign, oh. but I forgot. Welcome to Saturday Night Jive, where we talk about Saturday Night Live and Saturday Night Live related movies. Uh, this week we are watching, or we watched, Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, starring Michael Gross and his sister, a little SNL alum you may know as Mary Gross. Here's my big question. So Michael Gross was in all of... He was in the first Tremors? He's in all of them, yes. So he's in Tremors 1. Yes. He's in Tremors 2. Both of those theatrically released, I imagine? I believe so. Well, I, I, the first one was. I. The second one might have also been straight to video. Okay. Well, at least... So this is the third one. It's 2001. 
It's the DVD boom, baby. Tremors 3, this is going to be in every Walmart bin from here to Nantucket. Michael Gross can't get more than one line for his fucking sister who was on goddamn Saturday Night Live. I mean, maybe he also just sort of recognizes how much she sucks. (laughs) I love me some Mary Gross. I have not liked me any Mary Gross movies we've watched, but if you ever want, I could pick us out an episode that showcases Mary Gross on SNL. Hey! She she was one of my favorites. If you want to throw that out there, I would say this is arguably the best Mary Gross movie we've watched for the podcast. Uh, what else is... Well, I mean, you you may have forgotten that she is in a little movie called Hot to Trot, which is, outside of K911, my favorite movie of all time. I'll say again, this is arguably the greatest Mary Gross movie we've watched for this podcast, because it yeah, wasn't was Feds in- or Hot to Trot. She was in some stinkers. Feds, we watched Big Business for Mary Gross. We watched, um, there's at least one more. Oh, um, uh, I'm blanking on the title, but I can, I can fucking picture, I can picture what it is, but I know we've watched at least like five Mary Gross movies. And she plays Tourist Mom in Tremors 3 Back to Perfection. She has one line. Here's a clip of it. Mom, take a picture of me with the Tremor. Oh, cute idea. And we're back. Uh, I, I I hope you just think better of playing that clip, because it, it didn't add anything. <laughs> she took a picture of her son next to a cutout of a tremor. A graboid, because that's what they're actually called. Um, see, I... <laughs> see, this is a weird thing for me, because, like, I grew up on, like, 90s and early 2000s, like, straight-to-video movies like this. Specifically, like, genre, sci-fi, horror, fantasy stuff. And so this has a... Sp- special place in my heart as like that very esoteric kind of geek but outside of that i don't know who this movie is for or who it would work for obviously not you and and i kind of got i kind of figured that going in but yeah i don't know like it seems the idea that there are as many tremors movies as there are kind of flabbergasts me i believe there's seven at this point yeah that's that's way too many (laughs) but well spoilers uh Burt Gummer dies in the last one, so I don't think they're doing any more of them. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and this was the first one where they were like, oh, he's, I guess, the mainstay of the franchise. The first one was Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward, and Burt Gummer was like a, like a side character. And then Kevin Bacon didn't show up for the sequel, so it was just Fred Ward and Burt Gummer. And then this one, Fred Ward wouldn't even show up, so they're like, yeah, I guess he's our star now. <laughs> you know that's a sad phone call from a producer when they're like, shit, we can't get Fred Ward? You're telling me Fred Ward said no? And I mean, he was always my favorite character in all these movies, and I think it, it it's only right that he becomes the main character. But watching it now, in retrospect, the the right wing QAnon kind of conspiracy theorist asshole is our hero of this movie. Then uh, it doesn't really work as much in in twenty twenty three as it did back in the nineties when I watched it. Um, yeah, I was getting the little Trumpy vibes from Michael Gross, um, but. Nothing bad. I just, I, I'm a fan of his. Like every time I've seen him in a movie, but like for some reason, I don't know. He wasn't as fun as I was hoping. I was hoping for more like action movie hero lines. Like he has one, uh, kind of near the beginning of the movie. Uh, he's talking to like the the sidekick guy, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, no, I think you should get lost." And I'm like, "Man, if he said like go fuck yourself, like that's what I want. I want like." Crazy-ass Michael Gross lines. But I wasn't getting that. 
That was probably, I, I imagine this movie was PG, well, no, I guess they say ass blaster. Well, I don't know if, I, I mean, that, this is like a PG or PG-13 movie. They probably couldn't have a lot of fucks in it. Yeah, that was part of the trivia. This is the first PG-rated ass, or Tremors movie. Um, and part of the IMDb trivia said, which is ironic because they say ass blasters a lot. They introduce a whole species of, of creature called Ass Plaster. <laughs> yeah, and you said they flied with their farts. I think that's what sold me on the movie. When you said tremors that fly with farts, I'm like, well, I'm down for that. Uh, and they did. I, I was absolutely accurate. What are you fucking talking I about? Don't, I don't think Mr. Skids is going to be making an appearance on this podcast. I, I'm not classifying those as farts. They do blow fire out of their ass, which I guess, I mean, you know, what else is that? What is, I don't know what the distinction you're making that makes it not a fart. I, this is shocking me. I didn't realize this was going to be a debate. I don't know. I, I didn't see farts. I saw flame-powered tremors. Okay, but, okay. But if, like, uh, you're a, a fat guy in a movie and you light your fart, just because it, it, it caused fire doesn't make it cease being a fart. That's true. But I guess, well, I mean, I guess they do say that they're filled with flammable gas, but they, I don't know. I, I Maybe I was expecting too much, but when I heard Tremors flying with farts, I wanted some like, like I wanted a couple fart sounds. Oh, so you're just, you're complaining about the uh, the aesthetics of the fart, not so much the logistics of the fart. Oh, no, the, the, the concept of fart flying Tremors, uh, that's what hooked me. But no, nah, I was, I was a little let down by the execution. Well, and that's one of the nerdy things I like about this franchise. Uh, not the farts specifically, but the idea like every movie kind of expanded on the the lore and mythology and mechanics of how the Tremors work. Like you have the Tremors in the first movie, you establish, you know, they're underground sandworms. You can stand on rocks and, and they, they, they can't get to you. And, uh, but they, they, they track you by sound. And then in the second movie, they're like, oh yeah, but now they can walk on land and they see you by heat. And then this and all, now they can fly. And this is how they spread their eggs. And it's like, it's expanding upon the life cycle in an interesting way. But it, it didn't occur to me until I watched this movie that I, I thought about it. This version of the of the tremor creature, it 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 is attracted to heat. That's what it, how it stalks its prey. But it's also its main weakness is heat because if you ignite it, it explodes. It, like so, it's like it's attracted to flame, like a moth to a flame. So isn't it just attracted to the thing that will cause it to explode? Like aren't these things just destined to kill themselves? Well, I mean, aren't we all? Aren't we all? In the grand no. scheme of life. I'm not uh, attracted to eating fire. <laughs> Don't you ever just, like, you know, see a nail gun and are like, ooh, okay. I don't know. I, I just, that never occurred to me until I watched it for, this is probably like the third time I've seen this movie, maybe. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just thought that was weird that, like, they kill it by setting them on fire. But they already established that, like, they're, they fart with fire. They, they're attracted to fire. I don't know. I think my main problem with the, this movie, and I've I've never seen any other Tremors movie. This is the only Tremors movie I've seen. They just shoot them with guns. Like it's not. There's they get a little clever at the end when they're building like flame throwing uh, potato guns, but like they just get killed by guns. You can shoot a Tremor in the face and it's it's dead. That's the other thing about the Tremors is like they kind of they try to escalate the 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 
um, what do you call it, the threat? The because uh, like in the first one, it's like you can't you can't touch the ground. That's the it's sort of like the Jaws thing. Like just when you thought it was safe to get out of the water, now you're on sand and the tremors come. <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to walk. So the idea is like even on land you're not safe. Uh, but you can stand on a rock or a mountain or something. And then in the second movie, it's like, oh, now they're on land, so you can't, that trick doesn't even work anymore. They can get you there. And then this one, it's like, well, okay, they're on land, but we can climb on the roof. Oh, but now they can get you on the roof. But yeah, I guess you can still just shoot them. Uh, oh, okay. So is that how they get rid of it? Because I was wondering how they figured out how to defeat the Shriekers. Because the, the prologue of this movie is Michael Gross just lighting up a bunch of Shriekers with a gun. And that's when I was kind of like, oh, you can just... You just shoot them with wet, like, so the army can just have fucking tanks set up where tremors are and just shoot tremors? I mean, I don't really remember uh, how they resolved the second movie. I haven't seen it in years, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I I also don't have much, I don't have much interest. Like, I, I, I realize that maybe my nostalgia for this franchise was a bit ill-conceived as I was watching this. Like, I don't know if that I have much interest in going back to the rest of the franchise ever. So I can't really tell you. I don't know how they dealt with the Shriekers. Uh, okay. um, well, because I was excited because the, the basic setup of this movie is you got Michael Gross. He's, you know, the, the guy with all the guns and ammo. He's building uh, fucking graboid uh, traps underground near his house. Uh, he's got a bunker full of food where he can last for seven years. So he's on top of this tremor thing. And then you got this jackass who's making fake tremor tours to like local tourists one being snl alum mary gross mom take a picture of me with the tremor oh cute idea and he's taking him out in the desert and he's like oh there's a tremor but it's really just his friend like blowing a fire extinguisher in the air and he's like oh okay we're safe now pay me for a beer i thought at the end of the movie we were going to kind of see some of his like little tricks you know like the things he was doing to fool people into thinking they were seeing graboids would save the day or something. Or maybe he distracts the graboids by pretending that there's graboids over here. So it's like it's like a little circle, you know? We set up this guy with all his fake tremor bullshit, but at the end of the day, he saves the, saves the day with his fake tremors bullshit. Well, I mean, that would have been a better callback call than what we got, which I was sadly, like, I was embarrassed by my own, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I was only half paying attention to the movie because I didn't really give a shit, but I was embarrassed that I didn't see the actual twist coming with his watch. Oh, they do really set that up at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> it's like so obvious in retrospect. It's like, oh yeah, he's got a watch that emits sound waves. And then the 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 albino uh, graboid is like following him. I was like, why is he following him? And oh, it's because he's got a thing that emits sound waves, which is the thing they track. Like I should have picked up on that right away. And it wasn't until like like the actual end that I was, oh that, yeah, it was that actually wasn't clever. I'm just a fucking idiot. Yeah, no, that's that's like if Anton Chekhov showed up <laughs> with a gun in his hand and, said, and shot himself in the mouth, shot himself in the head. <laughs> And then at the end of the movie, they were like, I remember that guy who shot himself in the head. But I didn't mind how they did. I like, I kind of liked the, the coming together with the potato gun thing. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, uh, I don't, I guess you weren't a big Star Trek guy, but there, there's an episode of the original series of Star Trek, uh, the classic one where Kirk fights the Gorn. And uh, it's, 
a big part of that episode is like he's got to like scrounge around and like build a fake gun, like a manufactured gun out of like like a piece of bark that he finds and some phosphorus or some shit. And it kind of reminded me of that. It's just like we got to just figure out whatever we can find where we are and, and make a weapon out of it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, but I could have used a little more than that. Also, it's a while before we see any kind of graboids in this movie. Uh, apparently, this is the longest uh uh, in length in in minutes tremors movie in the franchise and it's like a good 45 minutes before we get any action this is a direct to dvd sequel people are just gonna pop this in they want some shit like right up top well that that's the thing for me is is watching this again in retrospect or in hindsight uh, this is almost sort of like a pilot movie for, I don't, did you read, I didn't read the trivia on IMDb. Did it mention the fact that this got a fucking TV show? Uh, yeah, no, it said this was the third of seven movies plus TV show. And this is almost like the pilot for the TV show. The TV show is very much this tone. It's set in perfection and it's, you know, and the, the albino, uh, I forget what they, I can't remember what they name it, but the albino grabwood is sort of like the mascot of the town. El Blanco. Oh, Blanco, yeah. Uh, like that setup, the idea that- How do I know more than about Tremors than you do? <laughs> I don't know, you paid more attention to this movie than I did. <laughs> but that setup that his presence, which you find out at the end of the movie, his presence means that they are like on protected grounds, so the real estate guys can't come in and fuck with them. That's like a big s- sort of setup for the show uh, and makes him sort of a recurring character. Uh, I don't remember much else about that show. I don't remember, because they had, like, other monsters, and I think Christopher Lloyd was in it, but I don't remember the justification for the other monsters. But, uh, like, the idea that this was like, oh, yeah, this was so good, we need to make, like, a whole TV show of it. And it's, yeah, it's just like, you have to really love this world and all these these sort of idiosyncratic characters, and I don't. Well, yeah, I, I think you're looking at it wrong. Do you think someone was like, man, Tremors... This is so good, we gotta keep going. Or was it some studio going, you know, we own the rights to Tremors. We could make seven direct-to-DVD Tremors sequels. Well, see, that explains the the movies, but I feel like a TV show requires a, a level of commitment that assumes you have some reason to think that there's a like a baseline level of support for it. You know, like if you're going to commit to like, I think it's a 22 episode, for, it only got one season, it got canceled, but it was like 22 fucking episodes. You got to think like there's an audience for this shit, right? I guess. Was there an audience for all the, tri- were people like following this series, you think? I mean, I guess I kind of was, at least for a while. But I mean, like also Stargate got a TV show and that was just kind of a piece of shit movie. And that show lasted for like 10 years. Yeah, no, this it it is bizarre that there <laughs> there are so many tremors sequels and you say they introduce something new in each one that's i mean at least that's something i i couldn't tell what was uh payoff from the first two movies and what was set up for the future movies because at one point like some uh, scientist or archaeologist is like oh they hatch from eggs and that's like the last we hear of it and i was like oh i wonder if that egg comes up in tremors 4 well, I remember, and I believe it's the second one where they established that they're, because uh, this is where I learned the term, they're pre-Cambrian, which means they're like the oldest life forms on the planet. And so like, there's always the question of like what their life cycle was and how they, how they bred. And I think this is the movie where you kind of learn that. 
Not that it matters to anything, it's just an interesting bit of trivia if you are a fan of Tremors. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan of Tremors. Uh, Yeah, because this movie takes place, I guess, 11 years after the last Graboid was sighted. So that's why this guy's giving fake tours, because he's like, there's no actual Graboids in there, it's safe to go in there, but we'll fool, you know, fucking Mary Gross into thinking they're going to get attacked by Graboids. Why would you go on that tour? Yeah, if you thought they were real, you'd yeah, you definitely wouldn't want to. Well, I guess, I mean, I was gonna say, do they have like I know they have like dolphin tours and whale tours. Do they don't don't they have like shark tours as well? I think you could. I mean, I think you have to be certified, but you can like scuba dive with in with sharks. Because I I thought I've seen that where they they put them in like the cage and they drop them down. Yeah, which you it's probably, a cage you're protected but I, that cage could fucking get gnawed on i think true. and i mean people go skydiving too but i guess you know not everybody dies from skydiving but you could i think the vast majority of people don't die from skydiving i still think it's it's you know the exception rather than the yeah role. it's probably like one out of every four but to be fair i'm never going skydiving or swimming with sharks or any of this shit no fucking right I, I know, and I have no sympathy for the people that fucking get mauled in shark attacks. I've never been in shark-infested water. Will never get eaten by a shark. I don't, I, I don't care at all. I was just uh, vacationing with my family. You deserve to be eaten by a, everybody that's ever gotten eaten by a shark. Fucking deserve to be eaten by a shark. Yeah, no, they um, eat me once, shark. That's a shame on me. I shouldn't have fucking been in a fucking ocean with a shark. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, as I say the. The world of the Tremors movies. I guess it's only up to... Because, like, the fourth one is, like, a fucking Western prequel where it's, like, Michael Gross plays his own ancestor in the Old West. Ooh, that might be and fun. They... See, but you said the third one was <laughs> going to be fun. I thought Farting Tremors was going to be fun. And if I remember correctly, it's uh, the next step where when the eggs hatch, they're the little worm Tremors. So it's, like, a bunch of different, like, the little worms that attack them. Uh, because that was even cheaper than this movie. Um, I... Yeah, I wonder if it was probably budgetary restrictions why you don't see these tremors for so long. Apparently, this was the first one that used CGI, and it's not bad. Like, it didn't take me out of the movie at all. I bought that these were real tremors, because they also use a lot of practical effects, too. So there's a lot of moments where, like, you know, Michael Gross is in the mouth of a graboid, and it's it's a puppet. So, it like, it's in the universe. It looks real. I'm yeah, sh- and there's a lot of like shots that are mixed, like you know the 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 ass blaster will jump through the building, and it'll be a CGI when it's a full body, but then you cut to like its head, and its head is an actual puppet prop. Yeah, that that was nice. Uh, yeah, all the little things that pop out of the the ground are all puppets and shit. I like that. I even if it's cheap looking, if it's a, a puppet, is always going to look better than something CGI. Like, I would accept a sh- the shittiest looking puppet over anything that's not real, and I can tell it's not real. See, and this is where I was kind of hoping that you would actually have a better reaction to this movie, because part of me in the back of my head thought, like, like I said, I grew up with all these kind of movies, and I, I watched a lot of, I, I guess, I don't know if you watched a lot of them with me or not, like the Full Moon movies, like Puppet Master and shit like that, Demonic yeah, Toys. Nah, I never watched any of those. And I, I didn't put any of those on the list because they're so, they're too esoteric. They're just for me. I don't know what you would get out of them. But just as sort of a triptych into my nostalgic past, I thought it would be interesting to like watch like Hideous or something or one of those weird movies that was just all they were were just weird fucking puppets, like you know 
as horror movie monsters. And but I don't know after this, I don't know if if you would find that even remotely interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean it it depends on the story because that's a, I mean I don't know what I was expe- well I like I was expecting fun B movie, you know, like I said, action movie hero lines, just people getting eaten by weird looking puppet things. Give me plenty of that and I'm happy. But like I couldn't give two shits about any of the characters during the climactic battle where it's our three heroes all fighting ass blasters. I was like, if all three of these people died, I that'd be a fine ending to this movie. I wouldn't give a shit. Well, maybe I'll put Puppet Master 3 on the list then, because <laughs> that's the one where they fight the Nazis. It's like a flashback to World War II, and it's it's demonic possessed puppets fighting Nazis. Alright. I, uh, I ain't gonna say no. But yeah, I got... I, oh, well... But the one thing I, I did want to talk about uh, with this movie, and I don't even know if this, you might have not even noticed it. It was, I think it was kind of in the background, but we've talked about, uh, speaking of Nazis, we talked about Nazi dildos and an entire movie centered around Nazi dildos. Did you notice the fucking Graboid dildos in that one scene? No. <laughs> There, they, there's the one character who's like running the shop and like trying to start a business. Yeah, and she has these graboid toys, and she's uh, she's on the phone with like the distributor, like I'm not paying for these or whatever because they're a different color or something. And you see them on the desk, and they're clearly fucking dicks. Well, I mean, the graboids kind of look like dicks, but they're just upright and like, but like in a way that it's like a dick and balls. I mean, I don't know if you can find the scene. You probably have it. I don't know if you have it on the background. They are clearly like I. If you told me they repurposed dildos for the purpose of of that scene, because they were the easiest thing to find for this low budget movie, I'd believe you. The the fucking Tremors toys look like dicks. Uh, speak of the devil. I am watching Tremors three in the background right now, and it is it's prominent on the desk. She's got four big Tremor dicks. They look like fucking dildos. They do look a little dildo-like. I mean, they're curved and like, you know, so, you know, it's not straight up like, di- but you could definitely shove that in an orifice of your choice. Which, I mean, I don't think this movie ever got a porn parody, but I feel like it might have been perfect for one. Uh, yeah, I liked, I wish there were more, I don't know, I was kind of let down by the ass blasters once they like took over the whole show. Because, you know, when they're flying around, they're all CGI. Uh, I might think about going back to watch the first Tremors because I loved those when they came out of the ground like the fucking sandworms of Dune. Like, that was cool. When the first guy got eaten by one of those things, I was like, all right, I'm in. And you get a lot more of that in the first one because they actually had a budget to do it justice. And it's all, pu- well, you just said it. This is the first CGI. Yeah, it's all puppetry. Uh, it's also got Reba McIntyre. Burt Gummer has a wife in that one and she wouldn't come <laughs> back for the other one. So I guess they got divorced. You can't get Reba either. Fred's not returning your calls. Reba's not returning your calls. Kevin Bacon's fucking whipping his dick out in the wild things. He's too busy for this shit. Hey, eventually they get uh, fucking uh, Jamie Kennedy. That's something. I know you've complained about the addition of Jamie Kennedy before, but he sucks so bad. I, 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 oh, I would have preferred him over the the sidekick we got. He was boring as all hell. And for the record, I, I think I said this before. I don't hate Jamie Kennedy as an actor. I just think that character sucks, and I, I don't like him in any of the movies he's, he appears in. I just think uh, he ruined the Tremors universe. I think he did. Well, no, I mean, it was. I think it was already ruined by that point, but. 
But I have no justification for this movie. I, I you know, I like. I, did I even love it? I was gonna say I loved it as a kid. I don't even know if I loved it as a kid. I think I like the idea of Tremors, but even then, I, I don't know. I mean, then why have you seen all seven films? Because they were around, I guess. And I do like Michael Gross in them. I like the Burt Gummer character. He's always fun. He was. Uh, I like I said, I just wish he was. I don't know. He was all right. I was. Just, I think I was just expecting more from him. But yeah, that's all. I, I got nothing. We've been talking about this movie for like twenty minutes, and I got nothing. Yeah, I don't really have much else. <laughs> uh, the, the toys look like dicks. That's it. <laughs> I thought it was cool when he got eaten. Yeah, I know that was fun. And I think that's the first time anyone survived being eaten by a graboid in the, in the franchise as well. Yeah, Michael Gross, he's, he's about to get eaten by one of these big motherfuckers, uh, but he hides himself in a trash can. So I guess the he's, he's, he's alive in a trash can inside one of them, still has his radio. So he radios for the guy to draw the tremor to his compound where he can trap him and then he gets chainsawed out of it. If the whole movie was more like that, that's what I want. But yeah, this movie's long. Too. I mean, it's only like an hour and 40 minutes, but it felt like long. If there were any stretches without action, I was like, what are you doing here? We're a this is Tremors 3. This should be all killer, no filler. Well, and also you mentioned like it's a long time before anything happens. It's like, I think over an hour before the actual ass blasters appear, which like they're like the selling point of the movie. This is the thing that makes this justified as a sequel. And it's like the last 40 minutes, which admittedly, I, I liked that set piece in the junkyard. I thought it was they had an you know, interesting series of, you know, complications. But yeah, I wanted a lot more of that. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing I was let down by. At one point, our heroes hide in a porter potty, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I've seen plenty of movies where people go in porter potties. The, I, I know there, what's going to happen here. There was even a moment where it seemed like they were going to tip over, and Burt Gummer was like, "Oh no, we we don't want to do that. That would be too much fun." <laughs> <laughs> well, because I thought it would complement the the previous scene, because when. Uh, when Michael Gross gets eaten by a graboid and then he gets chainsawed out, he gets out and he's covered in, you know, graboid guts. And he like, just looks at everybody. He's like, let's just keep this between us. Like this never happened. And then they, they move on. And then he's in a porter potty. You know, we all know what else is in porter potties. Poo. So I'm like, okay, Michael Gross is going to get covered in some poo. And we're going to get another scene where he's like, ah, yeah, let's just keep this between us. That's the thing. You were unsatisfied by the ass blaster farts. Uh, I, I seem to remember one of the, uh, I guess, I think it was Daddy Day Camp. They had a uh, an outhouse that was just farting on its own, like of its own accord. Oh, yes. There were, there were no farts in this movie. Like I said, unless you count fire shooting out of a tremor's ass as a fart. No farts. Yeah, and it's like, under normal circumstances, I would I would judge that criticism as unfair. You can't judge a movie by the lack of farts there's no <laughs> expectation or obligation to have farts but watching this movie i'm like no this should have had some farts definitely should have had some. or more fun with the fact that these tremors are fl- are flying around from fire out of their ass they just kind of throw that away they're like oh well that's uh, that's just a new thing tremors do i guess we have to deal with that yeah i and again it's it, it, i don't yeah it's not enough of a leap that I could, that I give a shit. Yeah, no, I, uh, I can't say I gave too much of a shit for this movie. 
Well, because, like, arguably, the leap from Graboid to Shrieker is an escalation that matters because, you know, it's like for the whole first movie, it's like we learned how to combat them or how to avoid them. And then in the second movie, it's like, oh, holy shit. Now we can't do that anymore because they can send these shriekers after us. So that's like it's it's a a jump, a level of degree that at least increases the threat legitimately. This I don't think it's, it increases it enough. I want like there was a moment in the end where like he dodges the gun the the spear and he's like oh he's on a learning curve. I wanted something like that where like a super intelligent like like remember in Gremlins two where like they have like the smart gremlin that can talk. Like yeah. I wanted something like that like a humanoid gr- uh, uh, raboid that you know can think like a person, like like a fucking predator or something. I mean, in hindsight, they have four more movies in a television series to get it right, but I feel like for the third movie, they really should have upped the stakes a little more. Because even when they do start flying, they're just like, oh, well, let's just carry a mattress over our head and they won't be able to see us. Well, I think the actual the the escalation kind of stops at the fourth one. After that, it's just like different locales. Like one time they're in a frozen tundra, and then the tremors make it there. In the last one, it's like a most dangerous game sort of thing where they're hunting them for sport, uh, which is a much better concept than it is an actual movie. But yeah, I think they stop kind of innovating the actual nature of what a what a graboid is. I think after the fourth one, as someone who's seen all of the Tremors movies, maybe you can illuminate me on this. So what what the fuck goes on in this town now? So this is the town from the first movie where all the Tremors attacked. Yes. And in the second movie, they're still in, or I guess they're somewhere else because this is back to perfection. No, they mentioned that, that he's on, he's encountered Graboids on different continents. And the second one is in uh, South America. Oh, okay. And now he's back to perfection. So what what are these people doing living in this fucking town with a bunch of Tremors? What, what the hell don't they get out? Well, I think, well, the idea is that, uh, it happened in the first movie, and they just didn't leave, and it didn't happen until again until this movie. So in the meantime, in the intervening time, it became their industry because they had no, it was just a shitty like sort of desert town that nobody ever came to. But now it's like, oh, this is the town where those fucking sandworms are. Which I like that idea. I don't think the movie does enough with it. You know, like uh, it was like that. Did you ever see that um, uh, the found footage Bobcat Goldthwait movie Willow Creek? No. Uh, that's how, like, the first half of it is interesting because it's set in this town where, like, Bigfoot is, like, a thing in the town. And it's, you know, exploring, like, all these people that sort of, like, they have restaurants based on it and, you know, they do Bigfoot tours and shit. And then in the second half, it just becomes a shitty found footage horror movie. But, you know, that's what more of what I wanted this movie to be is that kind of, like, the crass commercialism of, of marketing a, a movie monster. Yeah, because it doesn't look like, I mean, they are, you know holding tours for hey come see a graboid out in the in the desert but they ain't getting like it's like four people a day that are taking this tour and buying beers at three bucks a pop you can't be bringing in a whole bunch of money there well it's so desolate that it it begs the question and strains credulity how this town survives at all like how do any of these businesses how does the the girl running the shop and that's she's the daughter of a guy in the first movie who died who owned that shop uh but like how is she surviving like i feel like the guy that runs the the thing is like her only business yeah and he doesn't pay her half the time <laughs> she's like yeah you stole that bag of ice from me this morning he's like oh i thought it was free but she's got like this 10 point plan where it's like i'm gonna make make a, a way for myself really selling fucking grab boy dildos yeah there's like 10 people who live in this town 
Like, and, and I, cause I, I understand like the, the, cause the, the guy who's like the real estate guy, he was a kid in the first movie, him and the, the girl from Jurassic Park, I, I think we're t- kind of together as kids, uh, you know, in that movie. And then he's now grown up to be this sort of real estate shyster. You'd think like she would want that guy to succeed. Cause like that would bring more business to the town, but she doesn't. Yeah, no, and Michael Gross is against it too. I, he was the other character I I was confused by, or not confused by. I just assumed that he was from previous movies. But yeah, he comes in and he's like, "I want to build condos and uh, hotels, and I want to make perfection like you know livable." And they're like, "No, we like shooting monsters. We like shooting monsters and going to the quick stop and and buying a beer. That's what we do in this town." Fuck your condos and your businesses that you might bring into our town. But that's, but I mean, that makes sense for Burt Gummer because he's a survivalist. He would want to be on his own. He wouldn't want, you know, yuppies coming to his town or dirty liberals or trans people, I'm assuming. Uh, but, but for everybody else, it's like they want to either get the fuck out of town or build the town into something that's worthwhile. Uh Kind of off topic, but uh, do you watch The Last of Us? I've not seen it yet because I never played the game, so I, I figured I'd wait till like the end of the season and binge watch it. Yeah, because every episode has like at least one thing in it that's like awesome. But then like I don't know, it's only episode five as of this recording. But the like the last two episodes were like really slow until like the very end, and you're like, oh, cool, we're moving. Um, but it just reminded me of that because it's there's. There's uh, the last episode had a really cool scene where a bunch of monsters came out of the ground. And I was like, OK, I'm watching a movie where monsters come out of the ground. And I was I was just let down because it wasn't The Last of Us uh, created by superhero movies own Craig Mason. Yes, I know. And uh, we actually just for my other podcast with Nate, uh, we watched his other superhero movie, The Specials. Uh, I believe that that episode is out if you want to listen to it. Uh, kind of an interesting contrast because it's written by the specials is written by James Gunn and it's like a kind of like a weird 90s indie movie uh, whereas superhero movie is uh, kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, superhero movie. But it, it's, it's just so weird watching The Last of Us and how just like bleak and terrible it is and then it'll be like have a big action pack scene and I'm like the guy who made this directed fucking Tracy Morgan as Professor X. Well, did you ever see uh, Chernobyl? No. Because that's the same guy. He did the uh, Chernobyl as well. Yeah, no, that was weird too. And then I'm like, man, well, that guy's carved out a career. And where did he start? Fucking Mrs. Cunningham blasting ass. Now there's a fart in a movie. Now that's... That... That I think will should be our next list. If we ever do another like ranking list, we should rank the top ten best farts in films. I'm going to say you can do that on your own. <laughs> I don't want to have to occupy my brain power <laughs> ranking the top 10 farts in movies. I don't know, but I, th- I think that superhero movie fart, that might be the best one. But yeah, I, sk- I keep seeing like a million YouTube videos about how the, the episode with the guy, I, th- I think it's just one episode with the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. But like, that's like the greatest episode of any television show ever. Oh yeah, that that made me cry. Uh I assume he dies at the end if he's only in one episode. Uh, yeah, it's an isolated episode. Sure you can kind but no, of... I want—I do want to see it, and I'd rather talk about that for the next twenty minutes than the rest of Tremors Three. <laughs> I'd rather talk about a TV show I don't watch <laughs> than about the movie I just watched. 
Um, honestly, I have nothing else uh, of interest to say about Tremors 3. Um, they they fly with their farts, but uh, that's that's not as fun as you think. Uh, if you want, uh, I, was just, I was just talking about like maybe putting some full moon movies on the list. Uh, I, I found, I discovered one recently that I'd never heard of called Meridian. And it's like a beauty in the, they're like their version of beauty and the beast, but like schlocky and low budget, but it's got uh naked Sherilyn Fenn in it. Uh, well, what year was it made? <laughs> uh, it, I saw the trailer and it doesn't mention Twin Peaks. It only mentions Two Moon Junction. Oh, okay. So, so- I guess probably early 90s, maybe. Yeah, so I'm assuming it was pre-Twin Peaks. Because, uh, yeah, Sh- uh, Sherilyn Fenn showed up on Shameless, and she was naked in that. And I was like, hey, you know what? You're like 60 years old, but still working for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, not... she. she I, mean, I, I hate to say it, be like a gross dude and go like, oh, she didn't age well. Like, that's not important. That. <laughs> No, it wasn't her. It wasn't her job to stay sexy for me. She's still looking all right. She's just an old lady. Uh, all right, yes. Yeah, so this this can just be a short episode unless uh, unless you can think of anything else to say. I mean, we can we can spend a, a greater amount of time rolling. Though you did tell me to not roll to to remind you of the other sister and bushwhacked as possibilities for next week. I don't know if you want to. Oh, I I do want to do the other sister. All right, well here, let me. Uh, oh, what's wrong with my wheel? Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I just rolled my wheel, and the godson is what came up. I've wanted to see the. Do you know what that is, by the way? Uh, I know it has uh, Kevin McDonald, Rodney Dangerfield, and Dom DeLuise, and it's a Godfather parody. Oh well, that's all I know about it, and it just it looks it looks like the movie I wanted Mafia, the fucking shitty one we watched. I, the, this is the movie I wanted that to be, based on the trailers, which is just it looks so fucking bad. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'll I'm definitely saying it's a possibility, but I could also roll some. Uh, hey, I just rolled it, uh, an option, but you go ahead and, and bring something to the table. Well, I got uh, Jason X, the the Jason Voorhees in space movie. I'm not interested in that. Uh, and then I got On the Line, the uh, the Lance Bass romantic oh comedy. Oh my god, that's that's unwatchable. <laughs> I've I, never seen it. I just thought it would be ridiculous. I, how did this get made? Did that like early on? And that's like when I first got into that podcast, and I'd watch the movies along. I remember going like, why the fuck? This podcast isn't worth watching this piece of shit. And then uh, the next one is Canadian Bacon. Uh, We've talked about that because uh, Mr. uh, Jim, uh, no, Dan Aykroyd's in that. Yes. Uh, I could. Um, I rolled The Principal starring Jim Belushi and Lou Gossett Jr. I'm going to say no on that one. No. It's I because it's it, much like Tremors. I feel like it's a thing that like Jim Belushi in like a school set action movie. That's got to be weird, right? It's probably just going to be boring. I don't know. I watched the trailer to it once, and I was like, I want to watch this movie one day. All right, let me spin my wheel and see what else I got. Uh... Tough guys starring old Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas doing one last job. And a young Dana Carvey. I've I've never heard of this movie. What when was this made? Uh, like late eighties. 
I mean, I'd be interested in it just because it's I've literally never heard of it. And it's got a, a pre-SNL Dana Carvey. Uh, yeah, that was his I, – I think that was his first movie. And he used to do a bit in his stand-up of Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster fucking each other. Where he'd go, all right, all right, just put it in me. That's right, I'm going to put it in you. I'm going to put it in you hard and fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. The Owls of Gahul. Uh, a Zack Snyder movie, right? Which is the only reason it's on the list, because I'm fascinated by that fact. Interested in uh, <laughs> well, I, I rolled the Jeff Foxworthy show featuring uh, I can't remember maybe Jay Moore's in that some SNL alum is in the Jeff Foxworthy show if you wanted to watch the pilot of that. Uh, fuck you, no rolling again. <laughs> uh, okay, I got uh, Shrimp on the Barbie, a uh, Cheech Marin, the Cheech Marin movie, yes. I only know of that from the uh, the cover art on the VHS box, which I which saw is at the why it's video on the list. Store. Uh, I, I doubt it would be. Any, I I feel like because like I have uh, one that's on my wheel uh, is Critical Condition with Richard Pryor pretending to be a doctor, and I just I feel like that would be kind of the same thing, like just a shitty '80s comedy. Uh, I have the well, I can't remember what it's called. It's somewhere on here. Uh, it's the Bob Hoskins Denzel Washington movie. I think it's called like Heartbeats or something. Uh, it's where basically Bob Hoskins is a cop, and I think he might be a racist cop. And Denzel Washington dies and comes back as a ghost, uh, and haunts Bob Hoskins to help him solve his murder. Uh, yeah, I have heard of that. I. Uh... I don't know if it's a good watchable one, though. I just, I, that, a heart, no, it's also called Heart Condition. Oh, Heart Condition. Okay. 1990. Okay, yeah, I, I pulled it up on Wikipedia. I remember seeing this, uh, this at the VHS store a lot when I was a kid. Uh, so that, that's an option as well. Uh, and let's see, I'm, I'm gonna roll one more time. Okay, and the next one I got was Second Sight from 1989, the Bronson Pinchot, Bronson John, Pinchot Larroquette. John Larroquette movie. Yeah, where he uh, plays a psychic. As a huge Perfect Strangers fan, I saw that movie as a kid. I don't remember anything about it, except there's one point where Bronson Pinchot does the uh, pee-pee dance. Because uh, he's uh, channeling someone who has to pee, so he's doing the pee-pee dance. And that's all I remember of that film. But I could watch that. Uh, and apparently it also has Stuart Pankin in it, which is uh, selling it for me even more. <laughs> well, we are a Stuart Pankin approved podcast. I'm sorry, does that not entice you? <laughs> Just the thought of Stuart Pankin in a movie? No, not really. And uh, John Shuck of of Holmes and Yo-Yo fame. Uh, oh, okay. I, I know who you speak of. Uh, and then I, I rolled uh, <laughs> The Richmeister, if you want to watch every Richmeister sketch there's got to be like a hundred fucking rich meister sketches uh, there's probably less than you imagine but they're all the same so it's not like i don't know they they experimented a little bit with rich meister well i keep thinking because uh as i think we've talked about in this podcast I, I i work in it technically i don't know if you 
still do anymore. I think your job is slightly different. Kind of. But uh, uh, today was a particularly rough day. Uh, we had uh, a system go down and, and fucking iPhones got updated. Fucking, by the way, if you have an iPhone, go fuck yourself. Shove it all the way up your ass. Because every time they update, it fucks up all the work apps people have and it just destroys our fucking day. But anyway, as I was uh, going through all of those calls, I thought, I really want to watch all those sketches where Jimmy Fallon plays the IT guy that just rips into people. Nick Burns, your company computer guy. Because I want to be that guy right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that would be a good one because those sketches are all the same, too. Yeah, no, I don't know that I, w- I would enjoy it. Also, it's a Jimmy Fallon centric sketch and that's never good. Yeah, it's just mad libsy. Um, but just because of how much I relate to it on my worst days. Uh, well, speaking of bad SNL, uh, the January Jones episode of SNL is what I rolled. I do remember that being heralded as partic- or her being particularly bad in it. Yes, I remember I've seen this episode. There is a sketch purely based around farts uh, and she is terrible at one point. She doesn't know what camera to look at, so you can hear her say, Which camera? Which camera do I look in? Oh my god. And then she jumps into her sketch. I don't know that I can watch that. That that's so awkward, I feel like I I would feel so bad. I do feel bad for her because uh I've never seen Mad Men, but I liked her on Will Forte's The Last Man on Earth, and I'm assuming because Will Forte was in the cast at that point, I was assuming maybe he did that like as a favor. Like, no, she she's funny. She can be in a comedy show, and she was fine on that show. Uh, well, I rolled one more time, and I got Death to Smoochie. Uh, and I okay, this okay, got to stop rolling. I rolled three to Tango, which has no SNL cast members in it. I just thought it would be a movie that would be fun to watch, uh, starring Matthew Perry pretending to be gay. I know, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I have no interest. All right. So, do you remember anything we've rolled? <laughs> I guess uh, we can check the tape. I remember Second Sight. Uh, Second Sight. I, I'd be down for that. Uh, uh, the Godson. If you want to pull the, the trigger Godson. on that. Uh, I mean, it's also on my list, so it will come up eventually. Uh, it's a parody of The Godfather and Scarface, as well as other gangster films. So it's a parody movie. And a direct-to-video one is the, at that. No, I know. It, oh, I'm not. I'm not wanting to see this movie because I think it's going to be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to see this movie because I think it's going to be a piece of shit. Uh, Lou Ferrigno's in it. Um. All right. Well, I guess I technically Tremors three. <laughs> For some oh, reason, is, Tremors three was my pick. Is it up to me? <laughs> So, yeah, out of any of the options, uh, what, I what mean, stood uh, out to you the most? Of all the ones I, I remember, I mean, I, I we quickly went by the other sister and bushwhacked. I mean... The other sister, I, I, have loved, I would love to watch that movie. Yeah, and so would I, but it's also like, could it backfire on it? Because, like, I genuinely think Exit to Eden was like an interesting, weird ass fucking watch. But like this is a different kind of awkward that's like maybe like is it gonna cross a line? Well, I think there's probably two possibilities. One, it will be well handled, 
And that's not a, a possibility for a Gary Marshall movie. That would be interesting for me to watch if Gary Marshall actually made a well-handled movie about mentally challenged adults dating. This is an imaginary scenario to be positing <laughs> that will never fucking happen. I say, and the other scenario is what it probably is a Gary Marshall directed movie about mentally challenged adults. I mean, uh, but the, my my question is, if if it is what we are assuming it's going to be, which is that, is that like, like we think that's going to be fun, and then it just won't be. Well, it'll either be like, it'll either be funny because it's so misguided, or it will be a bummer to watch because it's so misguided. It'll be like, why didn't we know better in 1999? Uh, okay, between the other sister. And Second Sight. I think those are both good options. I, I think both of them would be uh, would be a more interesting conversation than Tremors 3 Back to Perfection. <laughs> you know, I want to avoid the awkwardness. I, I, I'm going Second Sight. If it's up to me, I'm going Second Sight because I feel like it's, I think it's like late 80s, like 88, 89 or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it, those are, that's, I think that's our sweet spot for like, just weird decision making in films. Yeah, uh, I, I'm down for that. Bronson Pinchot plays a psychic medium. I believe John Larroquette is either a cop or his partner or something in the psychic medium thing, but he's not psychic and they solve a crime together. Yes, Willis, John Larroquette, is an ex-cop who pairs up with Bobby, a wacky psychic, to form the Second Sight Detective Agency. Bobby's clairvoyant abilities come in handy during their investigations. When a nun recruits them for a case involving car theft, they suddenly find themselves dealing with the abduction of a prominent cardinal who has the chance of becoming the next pope. Bobby's psychic powers go haywire as they pursue the case. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, I remember watching it as a kid and not, not liking it. Um, but maybe that's just because I only saw Bronson Pinchot as Balky. Uh, this has made the decision for me, uh, because apparently the director of Second Sight would go on to direct Fat Albert. (laughs) (laughs) And there's the SNL connection. Bronson Pinchot and John Larroquette also both hosted SNL, so it's close enough. Apparently he only directed four movies. He did Second Sight, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, something called Elvis Has Left the Building, and Fat Albert. And that was his last movie. <laughs> what a resume. Um, Pop that resume on my desk, you're hired. Oh, I guess he does mostly TV. I guess he did a couple episodes of Girl Meets World. Uh, Richie Rich, was that a TV show? I don't care. I don't remember <laughs> that. Uh, Alright. Alright, so if that's what we're going with, uh, I'm... I'm on board for that decision. Uh, yeah, 1989, Second Sight. All right, so a uh, short podcast today for a long movie that uh, really had nothing going for it. Yeah, not that short. We're only like 10 minutes less than we normally are. That's and, fine. Uh, and that's what this movie fucking deserved. Yeah, well, and I mean, that clip I threw in a Mary Gross is, you know, is going to add a couple seconds to it, so. Hey, here, just let's do this. Just Should I just solve... drop a, uh, a 10 minute clip of the movie here? No, if you want. Uh, but no, what I'm say- saying is, because you were unsatisfied by the farts, and I think you ultimately convinced me. I was defending the f- the flaming farts in the beginning, but I think you're right. They're just not, I think they're, they count as genuine farts for the purposes of Mr. Skids, but I think they don't, they aren't satisfying farts. So right. just just intersperse random fart sounds throughout this episode. Okay. 
Real farts, like genuine farts that are not like your own farts, but like find some fart sounds that are that are quality and just put them like even like in the middle of sentences, like right now, like in the middle. And then there was a fart just then. Like, don't like try to edit it in, in a way that's clever. Farts are just happening in the background. Didn't I do that? Oh, I did. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was an episode where I talked about a movie with a lot of farts in it at the end of the podcast. Instead of putting a song, I just put like 15 farts in a row. I can't remember what episode that was. Though. But this one, I think you just put them throughout the episode. All right. And now that we've explained it, it'll be fun because if anyone's listened this far and they're curious why there were just random farts throughout the podcast. I hope they get so many farts and they're disgusted by them that they turn off the podcast before they get to the explanation for why they're there. Alright, so I hope you enjoyed all the farts you heard in this episode. Some of them may have been organic, some of them are diegetic to our podcast. Ooh, make, if you can, if you can finagle this, make one of the farts like an actual fart, like your actual fart, and then we have to guess which one is the real fart. <laughs> Sharp-eared listeners. Look, I've just invented the greatest game ever, and I feel like you're mocking me for it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the farts. Next, next week. Wait, wait what was it? What did we last? Second sight. Second sight. Second sight. Next week, starring Bronzapincho, John Larroquette, and, and and Stuart Pankin. And the great Stuart. I was going to say late great Stuart Pankin. He's still alive, Pretty right? Pretty sure he's still alive. Uh, you, can't, you can't have a fucking movie without Stuart Pankin in my eyes. So, all you Pankin heads. Get I was, ready. Uh, I always mixed him up with uh, um, Mandy Patinkin. Because <laughs> they have similar sounding names. Stuart Pankin, Mandy Patinkin. Oh, yeah. But if you were at a dinner with the two of them, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd be able to tell them apart. Well, I think they'd have to fight to the death Highlander style for my own amusement. I think so. There can only be one Pankin Potenkin. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So next week, second sight. Until we see you again, get, get off, off the, the shed. shed. Bert headed from Argentina back home to perfection. Was eaten by a graboid, then got reborn by C-section. Met the demon flyers that no dragon could surpass. Last name, laughter. First name, ass. Yummer! Yummer! He hasn't made a friend with any bureaucrats yet. Gummer! But Gummer! The only man to keep a graboid as a pet. Damn right I am. <laughs>